The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, June the 17th. Many camps in full effect, rolling right through the offseason in the uh, feed. we got many camp notes, including uh, thoughts on Tua's tough uh, first day. He bounced back. I'm sure we'll mention that in a minute. The Bears quarterback situation, Jamal Adams, coming up. The Super Friends will break down quarterback competitions on today's show. More mini camp news and notes. By the way, would be remiss if I didn't say wish my uh, my wonderful father happy birthday. Bob Brinson turning. Uh, see if it's 2021. That means he's 71 now. Pretty old, uh, but 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 thriving as an older person. Hopefully listening, but probably not his birthday. Anyway, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, smash that puppy. And it's U.S. Open week, which means the first cut golf podcast has all your needs covered as the world's best golfers travel to Torrey Pines. They're on the scene in California all week to give you the best picks and props and round-by-round analysis. Listen to first cut wherever podcasts are found or stream every episode on YouTube. It's not too late to go listen to their first round leader picks as long as you're Listen to this before 9.45 Eastern time. You can go do that. Uh, if it's after that, yes, so well. But you can still get some bets in live, maybe after the first round. Make sure to listen to Kyle, Rick, and all the boys break everything down to talk training camp news and COVID protocols. Ooh, how exciting. The one, the only, Jared Dubin. What's up, Dubes? How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Happy birthday to your father. Big yeah. Day. Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, so right. Fortunately, we, you know, we record these later in the day, you know, obviously if you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, you won't, maybe you don't realize we record these the day before and then they go up the, the next morning. So it's easier to do this later in the day because the news starts to come out. You don't want to be two days late reacting to the news. Mm-hmm. And on uh Tuesday afternoon, about two o'clock, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, NFL Network, dropped the the memo from the NFL to teams with protocol modifications. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see these modifications for vaccinated individuals. This is uh, hopefully not going to become a uh, charged discussion, but who knows? Good luck. Um, Right, exactly. This the vaccination discussion around the NFL has been rather charged. Uh, there are various people who are declining to say if they've been vaccinated. There are some people who say they are not going to get vaccinated. It is a personal choice to do however you want to do. Um, but the NFL is, and this is the NFL's right as a business as well, is has issued these modifications in terms of the, or these protocols for vaccinated individuals, and they have made the NFL has made its stance. Uh, quite clear on if there will be benefits to being vaccinated. And there are some big benefits to being vaccinated. For instance, if you are fully vaccinated, you have no daily testing for COVID. If you're not fully vaccinated, testing required, underline, bold, every day. That's a pain in the butt. 
You're getting swabbed every day. If you're not, if you're fully vaccinated, masks are not required at the club facility or during team travel. No physical distancing required in club facility with other other vaccinated individuals. No quarantine required after high-risk exposure to COVID. That's a big one for teams. No travel restrictions. No capacity limits in weight room when all fully vaccinated. And they may eat in the cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals. If you're not fully vaccinated, Mask are required at the club facility and during travel. You must remain physically distant from others in the club facility. You must quarantine after high-risk exposure to COVID. That is a huge deal for games in the season. You will have travel restrictions in effect, and there will be 15-player limit in the weight room for not fully vaccinated people. You must also physically distance in meal room, may not eat with your teammates, and if you're a staff member instead of a player, you must grab and go, no meals in the cafeteria. Uh, Restrictions on the sauna and steam room and interactions with friends and family during the team travel are included. But maybe Debo, uh, Dubin, the biggest one for me on this list in terms of how it might change the perception of some players and, and how they'll approach this is that there are no, if you are fully vaccinated, there are no restrictions on social uh, I read that social media, but social media marketing or sponsorship opportunities. And if you are not fully vaccinated, you are not allowed to have social slash media slash marketing slash sponsorship activities permitted. That is, these guys make tons of money doing marketing and sponsorship stuff. And if you're not fully vaccinated, you, you, for instance, if you were a Gatorade guy or a Nike guy, you would not be allowed to participate in these events, which probably pay you 10, you know, five figure, five figures minimum to do these things. So man, the NFL is kind of making a stance clear here, dudes. Yeah. Um, Good, first of all, like, sure, you should encourage everybody. Like, you know, I'd add another one of the things that you know you're able to do with the vaccine versus not getting the vaccine is like dramatically reduce your risk of getting COVID. Sure, and same for the, the people around you, and also the severity of symptoms if you do get it. So, in addition to all of the football stuff, there's also the reducing your health risk aspect. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's very strange how many players are just coming straight out and being like, I'm not getting the vaccine or like it's a personal choice as like a way of saying I'm not getting the vaccine. Yeah, it's a personal choice, but you can also personally choose to do it and, you know, make yourself and those around you safer. I, um, just just to, just to push back. And look, I am I am perfectly fine. Like I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, I got my last it was like a week ago. Uh, yeah, a little bit less than a week ago um, and thrilled about it. I will say that, you know, when you go and get your vaccine, your vaccination and you're reading through the fine print and they're like, listen, we don't know what the hell is going to happen to you. And this is a study of 15,000 people that have had it done. I think it is perfectly reasonable to have to at least flinch or hesitate or be like, oh, like that's kind of spooky. Sure. And and so I think like I, I don't know. You know, within the league, there's like, you know, so Montez Sweat, for example, comes out and says, you know, there's a lot of information out there and I want to hear experts, but also says that he didn't like hearing from the experts right. that the football team brought in. So it's just, it's a lot of contradiction coming from the people who at the moment are saying no or it's a personal decision. That, that one was weird because he's like, I want more information. It's like, well, they they brought in the vaccination expert to give you more information. And yeah. I think the like, only guy that I can recall that said like definitively, yes, I have been vaccinated is Mahomes. Interesting. Um, but again, and we are not trying to turn this into a politically charged discussion, but it, that's not what it is. It's not about uh, yeah, well, politics. It's, it's about, and it's, it, I don't have a problem with people saying 
like I'm hesitant to you know, yeah, it if is you a, want to get more information, get more information. Right. Like go to but get the information from a doctor. But don't use if you were just if you're just steadfast in your belief that uh that you're not getting a vaccination and but you're using I want to get more information for it, like that that doesn't really jive, right? I mean, like you need to either say, I mean, I don't know, be, it's a tough spot for these players. And I understand that people are people are annoyed that the media is asking them, you know, are you vaccinated or not? And I do, I think that there are probably different uh, layers to, like, this is not, you can't put a blanket on these questions that are being asked. Like, are you vaccinated? It does matter. For instance, yeah. the Sam Darnold thing, Sam Darnold is ostensibly the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. If he's yeah. not vaccinated, he is going to, he could, you know, if he has a high risk exposure, he could miss two games. And, you know, like, so, for example, last year, Mark Andrews on the Ravens played. He, I think he has diabetes or something like that. So, you know, if a Ravens player isn't vaccinated and, you know, somehow transfers to Mark Andrews, that matters. All of this stuff matters in terms of not just, like, the personal choice of the people. But, again, that's why, you know, the the main thing I say is, you know, reduce the risk for yourself and the people around you. Because that includes the players on your football team. And if your goal is to win and you don't want to bring vaccines into it, like if you don't get it and somebody else on your team gets it from you, like, you know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Like just Sam, again, Sam Darnold. Yeah. He got mono and he missed a bunch of games and the <laughs> Jets were worse because of, they might've made the playoffs if he hadn't gotten mono. And that, I don't if, know about that. They were still coached by Adam they were still coached by Adam Gase. No, I know, I know. I, they were probably not making the playoffs, but if they, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. if he doesn't miss X games, maybe they make the playoffs. And if maybe. they do make the playoffs, Adam Gase probably isn't fired right now. He's probably still the coach of the Jets somehow, which is a probably yeah. that's not a good thing. But like, you know, <laughs> it affects. The point being is that it there are there's a butterfly effect if a major player misses multiple games as a result of contracting. You know, COVID nineteen. Yeah, and it's all like in addition to all of the football effects. There's like life effects, you know, family yeah. effects, and and now restrictions on you know who you can socialize with, where you can socialize, whether or not you can you know do any of the things that you can make money off of the field. Like, there's a lot of incentive to go get it, and you know, I think the league is justified in terms of the product it wants to put on the field one and like if it's a business decision the way for them to make their business the best is to have everybody healthy and not contracting covid yep. and the best way to do that is by to encourage them all to get it you know like it makes sense from a lot of different angles i mean the nfl is very I think transparently encouraging all of its players to get the yeah, vaccine. The NBA Mike, did the same thing. Right. Like, Mike, Mike Zimmer did, did the same thing. Right. Mike Zimmer had this to say uh, when talking about it. He said, the unvaccinated players are going to have a harder time in the season. Zimmer said they're going to be, and I'm getting this from uh, pro football talk via Chris Thomason of the pioneer press. They're going to be wearing masks. They'll have to social distance. They'll have daily testings. They won't be able to go home for bye week They'll have to come back here and test every day. When we go on the road, they won't be able to go out to dinner with anybody. They'll have to travel on buses differently, travel on planes differently. A lot of the meetings will be virtual like this. So there's not only the safety part of being vaccinated, but as far as being part of a football team, it's just going to be so much easier. I believe that Pelissero also noted, I'm looking for it right here, where 
Uh, this is one. This is kind of a big one. NFL players who aren't fully vaccinated will be banned from nightclubs, bars, house parties, concerts, etc. with the NFL and clubs allowed to issue fines of a game check up to $50,000 for the first offense and more thereafter for violating, violating protocols. If you're, if you're a 22 to 20, shoot, 22 to 32 year old dude who's single and you're not allowed to do any of that stuff during the, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying this cause I, and yeah, no, I, I mean, look, if they're like, if they're like, you do whatever you want, like off the field, if you're vaccinated, I'm getting vaccinated if I'm a 22 year old kid. Like, I don't yeah. care. Whatever. A lot of the ways that people socialize are the highest risk activities. And if they want to regulate the highest risk activities, they're going to have to regulate the high, you know, the socialization. And like, you know, it, it all leads back to the same thing. Yep. And uh, the other thing, too, that that's going to come into play. And it'll be very interesting to see how different individuals handle this. But if you're if you're a borderline guy on the roster, you know, there. Brandon Bean has said this. Teams, yeah. teams, and, and, and people are not going to like the way it sounds. But teams are going to make decisions. If if you got two dudes who are basically even, and one guy is able to be a part of the team, and one guy is isn't able to because of the vaccine, like that could be the tie break between uh, making a roster. Or not. Oh yeah. And look, uh, there's going to be, you know, the amateur lawyers out there and come out and be like, you know, that's discrimination, but I'm sorry. Unvaccinated people are not a protected class. Um, sure. Like uh, this, I, this I am a lawyer. Also, <laughs> I think this is also a, uh, a pretty huge one. Also, this is from Tom Pelissero. Also for unvaccinated individuals during travel. No outside guest in hotel room. That means, hypothetically speaking, if you were to seek out a, uh, yeah, a friendly encounter with someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever, whatever floats your boat, you wouldn't be able to do it on the road if you're if you aren't vaccinated. Um, as Peller Sarah notes, and it's also no using hotel gym, pool, sauna, etc. Minimal eating, drinking on plane. No seeing friends or family. So basically, fly by yourself and sit in your room until kickoff. That's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, tough life, I guess. Like, I mean, you'd be fine. You, you don't want to do it. Um, go get the vaccine then. Yeah. I, th again, I, I really, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some um, Apple Podcast reviews or like these. Anyway, they, they will complain about the way that we have this discussion, but this is not Tubin and I necessarily saying. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm um, saying that the NFL is saying, hey, look, <laughs> do whatever you want. But as Zimmer said, life is a lot easier if you go get vaccinated for these players. It's the same thing that city and state and federal governments all around the world have done. Is Life is much easier for vaccinated people because of the protections that it provides. It's like it's not different than anything else. It's just in a business setting. And look, if someone has, if, if you are genuinely nervous about getting vaccinated and don't believe that it would be, be, like, don't, you know, you don't, I, my biggest problem with everything that's going on right now is that is the shaming on all sides of things. Like the anti-vaxxers are shaming, anti-maskers are shaming, pro-maskers are shaming, pro-vaxxers are shaming. It's, it, there's too much shaming going on out there. I wouldn't say that's the primary issue, but it is an issue. It's it's an issue. It's just 
you know, th- these players can't say, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, they can't say, Hey, we're, you know, I'm, 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 I'm exploring my options. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to learn more without just a dog pile of people flying onto him about it. And that, that's, you know, that's, yeah, kind of, I would say that's, that kind of happens with like almost every quote from players at this point. It's like, you know, probably true. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll say, you know, I, I want to get the ball more and people will pile on. Yeah. And I, you, you know, you take an already charged debate and throw that into it again. Like no matter what people are going to get. Also people on the internet want to be angry about something just generally. Sure. Um, and it's a pretty easy thing to get angry about, but you know, I do think the contradictions um, from certain players are things that like you can take issue with. That's fair. Um, and there's there's some things that are wrong, you know. Um, if people come out and say things that are wrong, like you know, if everyone else is vaccinated and I'm not, then I'm good, right? Like Cole Beasley said earlier in the offseason. and you know, that's just not true. Right. Like it's a it's it's a hot button topic. All right, we got a couple quarterback items we have to hit, but that is that is the big news of the day. And it, you know, if you sorry if you didn't like the vaccination talk, but I mean, the, the NFL is taking a pretty hard line stance on it, and that that's going to yeah. matter for individuals. And that was the big news out of training camp. All right, after the break, some discussion. Is Derek Carr retiring? Is Derek Carr going to walk away from football just because the contract won't be honored? We'll talk about that next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. <laughs> Diva, this is how Diva puts this in the in the rundown. Derek Carr threatens to quit and make Brinson miserable for having one less person to hate on is the headline in our rundown here. But Derek Carr was asked about uh, what would happen if he, he said, if he, he was like, if you went on the Raiders, I'd probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else. I'm a Raider for my entire life. I'm going to root for one team for the rest of my life. It's the Raiders. So I just feel that so strong in my heart. I don't need a perfect situation to make things right. I'd rather go down with a ship. You know what I'm saying? If I have to. He also added, and this is a weird, this is so weird. I thought, and it's not, 
it's not me hating on the Raiders. If you don't like me and and things that I talk about too much, then this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also was like, I signed a contract. I'm going to honor that. Con- I w- I have to honor that contract. It's like, well, no. I mean, yes, you did sign a contract, but you have no guaranteed money left in your deal. You you also you know what contract you signed. You know how the NFL works. It feels like he's getting a little nervous that the Raiders are, might make a move and wants to, uh, he does this every off season. I don't know. What do you take away from all this? Um, I take away like, you know, good for him. If all he wants to do is only play for the Raiders, um, you know, people want to work certain places to make themselves happy. And if that's what he wants, that's what he wants, you know, but it's not like the Raiders are some great organization. That's like put him in position for a lot of success. Um, right. So, you know, he could very easily be in a better, you know, football and personal situation if he goes and plays elsewhere. You know, like being the quarterback of the Raiders is a pretty cool job. You know, the silver and black uniforms are awesome. The the fans in Oakland were awesome. It's probably pretty cool to live in Las Vegas as, you know, a young, successful person that's making a bunch of money. Um, it's not a particular it's not been a particularly well run organization during his time there. Has not. Um, and it does not look like a team that's necessarily gonna be, you know, competing for Super Bowls anytime soon. Um, there's, you know, a degree of personal comfort there for him, I guess. And, you know, if he wants to stay, you know, good for him. But, you know, if he got traded to another team and was in a better football situation, like I would consider keeping playing and not giving up, you know, your <laughs> twenty whatever million dollar base salary. So that you can play for John Gruden, he has tw- he has a twenty two point one two five cap hit this year with a dead cap number of two point five million dollars. In other words, the Raiders can save nearly twenty million dollars of salary cap space if they were to cut him. And then I he has nineteen point. What's that? I wouldn't think they're going to cut him this year. They don't no. have anybody else, and there's no. The only else. way they cut him is if they trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, which it, it feels a little far fetched. Let me ask you this. What do they give? They've given up like a lot of stuff over the last few years. Like, I mean, I guess they did get like a seventh round pick swap back for Trent Brown and like mid round picks that they got in the Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson trades. But well, let me ask you this. If that's the only reason I can think why Dirk Carr would come out and say that, unless he's angling for a new contract and the Raiders just simply aren't interested in giving it to him. And by the way, the Raiders should not be interested in giving a new contract. At least not until like they see what else is out there, you know, like. I, he has very, when he signed this deal back in uh, 2016, I guess, probably right? People got up in arms about it. Oh, Derek Carr, you can't get that much money. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. But right. in reality, this has been a very team friendly deal. Now, it's made Derek Carr a lot of money. He's, he is generationally wealthy. He's going to, he's probably going to play out this deal and make $125 million or, or something like that. That Good is for him. Like, sure. you know, like, that's a crazy amount of money. He's not, he's never going to work again. If he wants to retire, he can. Mm. I just think when you look at the rate, why, if you're the Raiders, why would you give him a new contract anytime in the next two years? Let him yeah. play out the deal, explore your options. You can franchise tag him if you need to, and then and hammer something out. It's not that hard. I mean, so first of all, I think he was the highest paid player in league history when he signed his yes, deal, right. and then Garoppolo signed it, and then he was the highest paid player, and then Russell Wilson signed, and then he was like, this is just what happens with quarterbacks. Correct. By the time you get like a, a year into your contract, it's a bargain. Like right. 
this is the this, the whole discussion we had with Dak Prescott two summers ago when it was like, I can't believe they didn't pay him. And he had me on and I was like apoplectic on the podcast. And I was like, you signed him to this now. And in a year and a half, it's going to be a bargain. Um, the same thing happened with Derek Carr. I don't know that the same thing happened with Jimmy Garoppolo just because he's been injured so often. But guys who stay healthy and continue to play at an average or better level, it's a bargain by the time you know you think it's bad. The only non-rookie contract starting level quarterbacks, and I realize that is sort of a difficult – oh, look at Diva. So good. If you're watching on YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash pick six or the pick six YouTube channel. Hit the like button if you're watching. Hit subscribe. You'll get notified when we get new videos. Scroll down here a little bit, Debo. We see Derek Carr there at $25 million. Right underneath him, this guy named Tom Brady, who uh, I guess, you know, I mean, Tom Brady just willing to take less money wherever he goes. And that's part of a benefit and attracts free agents. Then Ben Roethlisberger, huge drop off. Well, Brady, they, they restructured this year. They did Correct. that. The Bucks, who never did that in the past. And never did void years and things like that. Yeah. They did that with a bunch of guys this offseason because of the cap crunch. And then Big Ben took a pay cut. He's down to $14 million for one more year. This is the expectation is he's done after this year. And then Teddy Bridgewater, who was traded for and is battling with Drew Locke for the starting job, uh, Taysom Hill, and then Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And th- so those are those are guys it, technically, I suppose you could go with Tyrod Taylor at five million all the way down there, but mm-hmm. or Cam Newton at five million dollars. But you get the point. All the guys below Derek Carr is basically at the bottom end of the non-rookie starting quarterback deal. That's how quickly this cycles through. By the time he gets to the final two years of his deal, when he signed the deal, it was the highest, the biggest quarterback contract in football. By the time he gets to two years left of his deal, it's the second. It's basically the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, well, I mean, it probably quarterback deal yeah it probably contributed that like a bunch of quarterbacks that are just better than him came into the league after he signed that deal sure you know guys like Dak Lamar Mahomes Watson those guys and then you know other quarterbacks that are better or just as good or whatever hit unrestricted free agency like Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins like And, and, you know, other guys got monster deals. Matt Ryan got a huge deal. Roethlisberger at one point signed a huge deal and another big extension. Russell Wilson got a big extension. Rodgers got a big extension a couple of years ago. The Rams and Eagles paid golf and wins. Yeah. Like, so, you know, all of those things tend to happen. Um, And, and, you know, there's another class coming up behind him. You know, Lamar Jackson's going to get extended at some point that was the next that's the next topic so we just we just we even anyway just to put a bow on the the Derek Carr thing I I don't think it's crazy if he plays two more years with the Raiders I also don't think it's crazy if John Gruden feeling some sort of crunch pressure maybe exterior interior whatever it is makes a move in the draft next year or makes a move for a guy like Aaron Rodgers I think none of that would be insane so I think Rodgers wouldn't make very much sense to me anymore. Like they don't have a good offensive line anymore. They don't have good wide receivers. Why would he want to go there? I, I agree completely with that. Um, so that that one to me doesn't make much sense. But like I could see if they if they don't live up to whatever Gruden's expectations for them are this year, them trying to you know move up in the draft and get one of the quarterbacks. Next, it looks like a deep quarterback class from what I understand, at least. Uh, maybe not necessarily with as much high end like on the highest end talent is this year. Like, I, like there's no Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence has come around what once every like 10 years. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is generational. It's, 
it it's just one of those situations where the Raiders may feel if they go six or seven and ten or six and eleven, they may feel like they need to make a move. Yeah, look, if they go six and eleven and have the seventh pick in the draft or whatever, like they should come out of that draft with a quarterback. And you know, maybe they can use Derek Carr and their draft pick to move up or, you know, package picks to move up and get something else for Carr on a, you know, a reasonable $20 million base salary. Like somebody probably would want that, but also if they're going to get a quarterback, I don't think anybody would necessarily pay that much for it, but who knows? Yes. And by the way, I agree with you on the Aaron Rodgers thing. I, in fact, I suggested on with my buddies, Chuck and Buck on a KJR on Wednesday morning, we were talking about this. And I said, I think you can kind of, this is kind of a hot take. It's definitely a hot take. Derek Carr on the Packers would win more games than Aaron Rodgers on the Raiders. I mean, the overall roster Green Bay has is a lot better. That's um, what I'm saying. Division I, I have a lot of confidence in like sure. Rodgers be like I have more confidence in Rodgers being able to raise the level of play of the players around him, obviously, than I do in Carr. Uh, but he would be in a pretty good situation, obviously, in Green Bay. Uh, I wonder H- what that H- offense would Derek Carr and Trinity be like, I'm a Packer for life. This is my team. Yeah, I will oh, actually, you know what? The like, Packers with Derek Carr would not win more games because Derek Carr would retire. Ah, that's right. He would walk away from football. And they would yeah. just be Jordan Love. You're right. Fair yeah. uh, all right, so you mentioned two guys, or you mentioned Lamar Jackson, then the other guy was going to be um, – and actually, I guess – Kyler, no, Kyler Murray's not eligible for one more year. No, but. it's all the 2018 guys. Yes. So, oh, so Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson are the three guys. I think we hey, had don't, Baker. Don't, don't count out Josh Rosen, all right? That's true. <laughs> uh, asked about Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh said, Lamar understands what's important. Look what he's done. He's going to get paid, and he knows that via uh, The Athletic. And then Baker Mayfield previously said, everything happens for a reason, and it will handle itself. So just worried about winning. Uh, let's say, actually take Josh Allen out of this uh, because I, I think Josh Allen gets done this offseason. I think it's done for a lot of money. I don't think there are any questions about it. Who Do you think Lamar Jackson gets done this offseason, and do you think Baker Mayfield gets done this offseason? I think Lamar does and Baker doesn't Um, just, there are so many more questions about Baker in terms of his floor, his ceiling, how, what contributes to his being good. And do you want to pay a guy who look, everybody's a system quarterback. Like the idea that a system quarterback is a term of derision, I think is a little ridiculous, but if it is a guy whose success is largely a product of scheme and offensive line and coaching i don't know that you necessarily want to play or want to pay that guy you know upwards of 30 million dollars a year or anything like that i would just be more hesitant until i've seen more from him than we have so far um with lamar like the dude is gonna get paid like like harbaugh said you know he was an mvp two years ago last year in a season that people you know will tell you was really bad he was still like a top 12 quarterback in the league yeah and he adds so much value as a runner the one thing that i could see making things maybe somewhat difficult is if he tries to get into you know the mahomes range of a contract rather than like the dak prescott deshaun watson contract range because just because of the length combined with obviously hit so much of his game is running the ball and 
the the longevity I think is somewhat more in question for a, a player that runs as often as he does. You know, it's not like Dak doesn't run, but Dak runs you know fifty times a year and mostly in short yardage and near the end zone. Like it's not like Lamar gets hit that often, but he is more likely to get a hit that causes a severe injury than Dak. And Dak just got one last year, you yeah. know, um, taking off on a, on a play to run like that, you know? So it, it is a consideration, but I think like they know how important he is. They know how good he is. They built their like, roster around him basically. Yeah. And they're a team that, that manages their books very well. It's not like they don't have the money. Um, they always figure out how to get contributors in the draft. Like the guys that need to get paid, they pay. And they'll replace, you know, they'll replace an interior defensive lineman down the line or, a, you know, a running back down the line or a receiver down the line before they try to replace a quarterback um, and try to find somebody else as good as Lamar. Especially one like Lamar. So I think when you look at the contracts and Debo, I'm not sure if you have the quarterback contract still up, but oh, Italy again with a strike. The um, I got this being saved for two weeks from now. The Mahomes deal I tend to think that people will look at this. And again, you can see the, the numbers as we, as we talk about it on youtube.com, youtube.com slash pick six, go subscribe and, uh, and hop on board there. I think people will look at the Mahomes thing as an, an anomaly. You know, I think they'll look at it as he got 45 million over 10 years or whatever it is. And the reason it's higher is because at the end of this contract, which will probably be redone in, in five years anyway, that, you know, he'll, he still, they didn't want four years to go by. And then it's a Derek Carr situation. Mahomes is, you know, down at the bottom of the list after, for as well as he's played. I also think other quarterbacks around the league and all these players around the league look at Patrick Mahomes as, again, an anomaly. Sort yeah. of like the way that That's where I was going to go. Like you said, it's an anomalous contract and he's an anomalous player. Yeah. You know, so it's is like Lamar in a different way. But I don't think anomalous in the way of he's so much more valuable than like Mahomes, you Correct. know, um, he is capable of having that type of season, but in terms of just being able to single-handedly win because that guy is on your team, I think Mahomes has shown he's at, you know, a higher level than everybody. I think in, I think NFL, I think the chiefs and the Cowboys to an extent and the Texans to an extent did teams like the bills and the Ravens a favor. There's a very obvious little window here. You're going to sign for somewhere between 40.40 million, 40 million and $1 and 49.99999999, where, you know, you're not going to get more than Mahomes. You're going to get more than Dak because, you know, that, for Lamar or Josh Allen, you know, you've, you've played at a high enough level where you are deserving of that. There's this clear window where you can slot in. And, it is a wide window, though. You know, are they going to sure. get forty-two or are they going to get forty-six? There's a there's a lot of Lamar doesn't have an agent either. Yeah, like the, it is a wide window. So I don't know that necessarily they did them a fate. Like they gave them a clear target, but, but it is clear, a wide target. It's a clear landing area, and then the two sides just have to figure out where they want to land on it. For instance. Yeah. You know, Dak's deal is five years shorter than Mahomes' deal. Mm-hmm. He's got he's only has fifteen million less in fully guaranteed money or in, in total guaranteed. He's got thirty two point million dollars in fully guaranteed money more than Mahomes. So if I'm Lamar, give me forty one a year and all that fully guaranteed cash. 
You know, I'd much rather have the fully guaranteed than. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Lamar, just give, give me like a four-year, hundred and sixty-four million dollar deal. Every dollar is guaranteed. Exactly, and that's it's an easy fix there. Now, the Ravens may not want to do that you know, cap situation dependent, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's between. But I think they said earlier in the offseason it's going back up, right? Yeah, it should go back. Exactly, um, it's going to go back up. They'll be fine. Yeah. And so I, to me, it's very easy to slot Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson there. I also think it's very easy, and I said this from, from the get-go this offseason, for a guy like Baker Mayfield to do – and this is – you know, we all – look, these guys should always get as much money as they can. Mm-hmm. Always max out your dollars if you're an NFL player. Fully yeah. encourage that. But I think it's easy for a guy like, like Baker to, quote-unquote, do the right thing. And to say, I'm, I don't want to get paid this year. I'll get paid next year. Because if you're Baker and you go out and you sign up, I don't know, what, what, let's say he he's not taking less than Carson Wentz, right? No, like if he sides for three years and $96 million and then goes out and the Browns go 13 and four, you know, even if he's not necessarily the driving force behind it and he throws, you know, 28 touchdowns and 10 picks and, you know, com- is as efficient as he was over the second half of last season, then, you know, he's going to wish that he didn't sign for that much because he could have gotten more. And, um, and conversely, if he signs that deal and the Browns goes seven and 10, people are going to melt down and be furious at the Browns for signing the deal. So yeah. why not go out and do what you're saying? Go out and have the good, have the follow-up season, prove that the Freddie kitchen season, which, and I think it was, it was a, was an aberration prove that was and it. Cause that's the only time he's ever done that really in college in the NFL, prove all of that. And then you can come back and say, Hey, I want this contract that puts me in, you know, above golf or, you know, in the Russell Wilson range or whatever it is. I'm not saying that he's worthy of that, but that's sort of where you would land. And maybe he gets as high as 40. If the Browns go, go win a Super Bowl for Cleveland and then take his, take how much ever money you want. Right. Yeah. Uh, take like LeBron's cl- crown as the most beloved <laughs> Cleveland athlete. Right. Exactly. If he does that. Like, uh, I think that would be the Browns winning would be, I think for Cleveland people above even the Cavs winning. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, so far above. Yeah. Um, the Browns winning a Super Bowl this year, they're, they're 16 to one. It's not a crazy idea. Would make Baker Mayfield, you, no one would blink at any number, basically. Yeah. That the Browns give him if he went and Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry would be sure. like lifelong heroes. Uh, I also think like for Baker, he had, so his track record so far through three NFL seasons is obviously very mixed. You know, he, he had an awesome rookie year. He had a, you know, a below average second year. And then last season, <coughs> bless you. <coughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. It's all right. We can't control where our sneezes come from. Last season, he sort of started off okay, and then they had that stretch of the season where it was just ridiculous weather, and they threw the ball like 12 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then over the second half of the year, he was much better. So, like, you're going to get paid more if you play well this year than you are right now, you know? And, like, I would imagine he thinks he's going to play well, and he's, like, he's in position to succeed. He's in a system that routinely raises the efficiency of quarterbacks and schemes guys open. And he's got a good offensive line in front of him. And, you know, at least at the top, if they can stay healthy, good receiving weapons with Odell and Jarvis Landry and the tight ends. So you would think he should be able to at least put together a season of efficient production, if not necessarily, you know, high volume or explosive production. And I think if he does that, he's in much better position to get paid next year than he is right now. 
Yep. And th- that stretch you mentioned really is important. So they played uh, at Pittsburgh in week six, at Cincinnati in week seven. So you're talking you know, Midwest, nasty. And it was uh, like torrential was downpour cool. and ridiculous wind. and. But then it was the Raiders – and the Houston, Texans right? And the Eagles at home with crazy wind. He mm. threw 18, 28, 25, 20, and 22 times in those five games. You're just not going to put up volume stats if you had to deal with that. Now it's possible he has to deal with it again this year, but I would anticipate that his statistical production, barring five just crazy wind games in the late October, could, could you know, surpass right. last year. Also, there's a 17 game, so you're going to have better stats anyway. Yeah. And it, look, it's, it wasn't just him in those games that wasn't very good quarterback wise. It's not it like every, every, whoever they played. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like, you know, what was it? Uh, I mean, they beat the Raiders. They lost the Raiders and, 16 to six yeah. and beat the Texans 10 to seven in 2020. Yeah. In 2020. It's just not normal. Yeah. It was, it was an anomalous that we've used that word a lot in this podcast, an anomalous stretch of weather that to be fair can happen in the Midwest where they play, played a bunch of those games, uh, you know, in the middle of October and early November, but it did happen and it definitely affected their offense. And I think the perception of him at the time. Indeed. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. That's the show. Good stuff. Training camp wrap up. Good talk, dudes. Thanks, uh, thanks to the NFL for issuing those COVID guidelines. that got us, uh, got us a nice meaty podcast here on a, on a random Thursday again. Make sure to check out the first cup podcast. Probably probably watching right now. US Open's going on. So go check that out. Subscribe here, rate and review. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.